Okay, hey folks, welcome to Shenanigans with Biscuits and Gravy. Uh, speaking now is Biscuits, and the other gentleman is Gravy. Say hi, Gravy. Hello. I, I, I like that sound. Actually, it's a Pepsi. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. Uh, I'm, I'm drinking coffee. Oh, yeah. Well, it's what, 7.30, almost 8 o'clock at night here. Coffee would keep me up way too late tonight. It's uh, about 2 in the afternoon here. That's mm. right, you guys are, what, what does that make it, 6 hours back? I don't know. It never changes for yeah. us, it does you guys. It's, By the time I can yeah. remember which one it is, it changes. Yeah, we're about to fall back here again. I think it's November 1st or something like that. We, uh, we do that friggin'. What is it called? I forget what it's called. Uh, Spring forward, fall back. Yeah. Something. Daylight savings time. There you go. There you go. Daylight savings time. Sure. Thank you, Benjamin Franklin. I don't understand why we even still have it. There's like three farmers left. Yeah, it, it's the only reason is for uh, consum- consumers or something like that. I, I read about mm-hmm. this not long ago. Really, and there, um, there is something to do. I think with uh, World War One, if I remember, I don't mm-hmm. remember. It was something in particular, but we really didn't need it. And the only reason we kept it was uh, something to do with uh, I don't know shopping or some shit. I can't remember. See, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have to look it up. Just so don't don't quote me on it. Oh, I won't. I won't quote you. <laughs> Okay, so I think I've got my mic fixed. If anybody listened okay. to the uh, 10th episode, I, I, I finally came in where you could hear me for once. Yes. It only took 10 episodes. Hey, I mean, that's minimal. Yeah. That's, pre- that's pretty good by my estimation. <laughs> We're working on a season. Yeah. I don't even Coming. know how many, se- how many episodes is going to be a season. We haven't even talked about that. No. Well, if we go by what? There are some TV shows. They're usually like... Tennis season, but then you have other ones like I think Seinfeld had like twenty two episodes in a season. Yeah, I think uh, I think some of the others did that too, like Mash and Cheers. Those those mm-hmm. are my Mash and Cheers are my two two favorite of the long running TV se- se- uh, series. Mm-hmm. But then again, I mean, if you think about it, uh, I, I Cheers, you know, Norm is my favorite on on, on Cheers. And on MASH, it's Hawkeye. You know, it's... Ah. So. I was like Trapper and... uh, Oh, Trapper. Yeah, it was Trapper John. And who was the cross-dressing guy? Oh, you mean... uh, uh, I loved him. Yeah. uh, Klinger. Klinger, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I loved him. He was probably my favorite MASH. Yeah. Yeah, it's just something about a guy in in a house dress coming to help save your life. Just yes. funny. It, it very <laughs> hairy dude too. Mm-hmm. Oh, so get this, man. So today I'm on vacation. It's my second day of vacation, and uh, my wife and I decided to clean our oven today. Hey. It, yeah, dude. It, it was disgusting when we moved in. That was one of the things my wife asked them to clean. They didn't clean it, and she did like two rounds of that spray oven cleaner, and it didn't even budget. So I looked up 
this stuff online, lemon juice, vinegar, Dawn dish soap and water. Simple. So we, we had to get the door off of the damn oven. Hey, let me. And let I flipped the little latches down. There real quick. Do you have any windows open oh. on your on your computer? No. Just just Skype. Man, why you sound you're coming in like robotic and broken. Mm. Okay, you there? I am here, man. I am here. Okay, so, so, sounds better. All right, hey, hey uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Shenanigans and with gravy and biscuits, or biscuits and gravy with uh, <laughs> with, with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, not my day. I tell you what. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh God. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, we were having some technical difficulties, people. It, it was be fun. a show if there wasn't none. I'm telling you. So, <laughs> so where were, anyway, I was telling you about my damn hand. So, I'm taking the friggin' oven door off the front of it. Uh-huh. And I didn't, like, let the oven back after I flipped the things down to lock them in place so you can lift it off. So, I just went and lifted it off. And the little springs, you know, that little claw spring that holds your oven on. Mm-hmm. Damn thing snapped back right in between my first finger and uh, my thumb, right in that webbing right there, and slammed right into it. Got a long old gash, and it was gushing blood. And I freaked out, and I was like, ah, Jesus. So I ran it underwater, and I told my wife, I was like, uh, we may have to go for stitches. And I rinsed it for a while, pulled it out, and I was like, no, we're good. Just give me the rubbing alcohol and some gauze. <laughs> <laughs> So I have a taped up hand now. Uh, duct tape? No, no, no. I actually have some medical tape. Oh, I'm disappointed. Okay. Hey, man. I'm a nurse first now, so I go with the medical tape when I can. Mm-hmm. What are you okay. doing? You uh, brushing, you're gargling with coffee now? Yes, yes. I'm gargling with coffee. Sweet Jennifer Mary's. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so that's how my day has been today nice how's yours um my back is uh killing me um sitting or laying down or sitting or standing or walking no excuse me just kind of sucks but yeah have you been been using a heating pad or anything yeah i mean it, it it heating is okay but um I, I just put like the ice. Uh, I, I use like a little. I have a little rice pack that I throw in the uh, freezer, mm-hmm. and uh, I've got like two big ones and two big square ones, and then like two long ones. Um, I just kind of swap them out, and I put some like this peppermint yeah. type cream on my spine, so it, it it takes the edge off. That's pretty much all it does. Have you tried like the CBD lotions at all or anything like that? No, not CBD lotions. Um, I, I was taking CBD uh, um, oils, but that's just so expensive. Yeah, yeah, it is. They make uh, they do make lotions though for like topical stuff, and uh, a lot of people swear by them for joint pain and stuff like that. So they may help you, dude. Yeah, it's it's been a while since I bought any CBD oil, but. I'll have to look into it. I'm uh, yeah. we, right now since we got Christmas time coming in. 
Oh, you ain't lying, dude. The family does the Christmas, then the family that does the Hanukkah. So it's, uh, you know, we're putting money there. and Yeah. So, yeah. Do you do a, like, I, I had a Jewish buddy growing up, and he always kind of hated it because, you know, they would just break his gifts up into parts. So, you know, so like the first day he just gets the front wheel of the bicycle and he's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> it's a good thing he never asked for a puppy or anything. Good God, that would have been awful. Oh, I went dark with it. <laughs> no, that wouldn't be dark. I mean, they just give him for seven days just a bag of shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Guess what's coming? <laughs> oh. oh, sorry, people. That was good. <laughs> Parts. <laughs> I love that. Now, yeah, uh, the way we do it in our house, because we multifamily home, and the upstairs portion is where you know, you know where we're at, and we have a. Uh, uh, well, actually, I'm I'm on the main floor now doing this because it's quiet, <clears throat> mostly, but. Yeah, the main upstairs is like we have a little Jewish area. The main floor is for the for the uh, Christmas area, uh -huh. um, kind of on the uh, uh, Catholic side because all the different statues that creep me out. But yeah, they always follow you with their eyes. Oh man, it is creepy. Yeah, yeah. You ever notice that? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, my grandmother had one of those like three foot tall Virgin Marys. Oh yeah, like, there's you'd one. You'd be here. walking around her living room and things just fall. Yeah, it, it like just follows you with her eyes. Like, yeah. What the shit? It's like, uh, maybe it's maybe it's two feet. I'm not sure. Two to three feet. Just sitting on this like little table type pedestal thing, and there's like other stuff around it. It's like a shrine, and it creeps me out. I, all I can think of is just like some pagan worshiping, worshiping like Samaras or Ishtar or some crazy shit. Are you there? Oh. Did we lose you, buddy? Okay. All right. We're back, folks. Uh. <sighs> you, 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 I, by the sound of that, you feel a little better, huh? Dude, I'm watching this thing like my internet just go in and out. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting so on my nerves right now. Yeah, I I, I know that feeling. <sighs> we'll see how long it lasts this time. Yeah. Okay, where were we? Um, I think last we were talking about the little creepy statues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those. Yeah, there's there's yeah. one. I I don't know how, how where you got cut off exactly, but here's one we have like uh, this the Virgin Mary or uh, uh, Ishtar Shemaris Shemaris Samaris that I like to see. <laughs> um, like way to go. Yeah. Two or three feet tall and it yeah, it's it's like surrounded like these two pillars which in reality they're they're uh uh they're lamps and then like all these other okay. other things. It's uh it's creepy, man. Ugh. 
Yeah. When I lived in Spain, they used to have those really prittling, pretty prittling, Jesus, pretty uh, porcelain statues, those yadros that are real expensive. Yeah. And I, those were so pretty. And then, you know, these, I don't know, Virgin Mary ones, they just freak me out. Yeah, they, they do. Yeah, anyway. So what what did you have to talk about this week? I looked up something that I thought was a little interesting tidbit of history. Well, actually, and it kind of falls in line with Virgin Mary. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna one. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of go off a couple things. I'm just basically gonna kind of stick in the era of, uh, um, like three thousand, four thousand BC, somewhere right around there. The the era of the Sumerians, Akkadians, Babylonians. Uh huh. Sometime around there. Okay. I'm gonna talk about the Tower of Babel. Where people went to talk a lot, or <laughs> yeah, they, they babbled. And, uh, a little bit about this guy named Nimrod. So, uh, which I think I, I went to school with him. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of them. The original Nimrod. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm going to discuss how a little bit about the Nimrod and the his. I, I guess you could call it the. Um, the Babylonian church or whatever the name, I don't know what you want to, I'll kind of go into it and kind of go over some small details. And depending on how much time we have, I may talk about Ball's shaft and Cleopatra's needle. Okay. I know what Cleopatra's needle is. I don't know what Ball's shaft is besides the obvious definitions. Baby. <laughs> Bale. Oh, Bale Shaft. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, wow, we're getting really graphic now and stuff we're going to talk about, evidently. Hey. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> well, I saw this thing and I wanted to, you know, I like mysteries and just kind of weird stuff. But it's the, uh, the Flannan Isles Lighthouse Mystery. Oh. Yeah, it's a it's a lighthouse located uh, off of Scotland, and uh, there were a couple disappearances on the island right after it was built, and it kind of got some uh, folklore going. And but they ended up. I will actually give what they uh, what they surmised happened. Wow, they think it actually happened at the end of it, but it, it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. I always thought a lighthouse keeper would be an interesting job. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of thought about that too. Um, but go ahead, I want to hear about this. Oh, you want to hear about it? Okay, let me get yeah. this up. Pick it up. It's a heavy notebook. Okay. Okay. The Flannan Isles Lighthouse Mystery. So the Flannan uh, Lighthouse is located near the highest point of Elon Moore on uh, one of the islands uh, located, I think it's called the uh, the Hebrides, Hebrides uh, right off the coast of Scotland. Now, I was practicing trying to do this whole thing in a Scottish accent. 
but it sucked. <laughs> like, at one point, I was doing, uh, what was his name? Not uh, Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Sounded just <laughs> like that. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna abandon the accent now and just talk. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was built in 1899. Uh, the lighthouse and all its grounds really consisted of uh, landing places, uh, stairs, and an actual railway that was used to bring supplies up from the boat landing to the lighthouse. And it was actually powered by a uh, small uh, steam train engine, which I thought was really cool. Uh, the lighthouse was lit December 7th, 1899. And on the 15th of December in 1900, the steamship Archtor... Uh, in bad weather conditions, passed by the lighthouse, and they noted that the lighthouse light was not operational at that time. So uh, three days later, the ship docked and uh, passed the info off to the Northern Lighthouse Board. A boat was scheduled to go out there on the 20th of December. So, I mean, you're still talking five days after they noticed the light wasn't working. Yeah. But it got held up due to bad weather. So on... Uh, Day after Christmas, December 26 in 1900, uh, the lighthouse tender Hesperus uh, got to the island. Uh, normally on the island, there's three lighthouse tenders, and uh, their names were Thomas Marshall, James Duskett, and Donald MacArthur. And there's always a fourth one on shore who comes and relieves one of them, so they, and they just kind of jump back and forth. On arrival, the relief keeper noticed that the uh, the flagstaff didn't have any flags on it. Uh, no used provision boxes were down on the landing, needing to be restocked, and most shockingly that none of the keepers were there to greet them when they showed up. Uh, the entrance gate and main door were closed. The beds were unmade, and all the dishes were clean. The lamps were full and stocked clean. And the date in the last entry book of the lighthouse log showed that there was severe weather that day, but there was no sign of any of the keepers. Hmm. All, all that they had to go on was the fact that everything was clean besides the beds being unmade, and there was a, a knocked over chair inside the lighthouse. Hmm. Uh, yeah. It, what was really weird was, I mean, the gates were closed, the main door was closed. It all seemed odd to me when I was just going through and reading this. Uh, further exploration of the island showed a box that was located 108 feet above sea level had been shattered and its contents were strewn everywhere. And at 200 feet above sea level, the ground had been torn up as far as 10 feet in from the cliff's edge. Mm. No bodies were ever uh, found, leading to a lot of speculation and conjecture. One theory was uh, one of the keepers killed the others and then jumped off one of the cliffs. I mean, they even got as far out there as a sea serpent. Uh, ghosts or foreign spies came and abducted these men. <laughs> 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 the Northern uh, Lighthouse Board investigation later said that Ducat and Marshall had gone down to the water uh, to the west landing of the side of the island, and MacArthur had been left in the lighthouse with heavy rains. And uh, what happened was they found one of, I guess they're called oil skins. I guess the stuff that they wear in severe weather. Yeah. You know, keep the rain off. I guess they're called oil skins. Well, one of the oil skins was found inside 
the main lighthouse, and uh, these belong to MacArthur. So they, they made a conjecture that uh, the other two had gone out to secure some lines and stuff, and MacArthur had stayed back and noticed evidently a, uh, a rising sea coming in where it was going to be a bunch of high waves. And so they think he ran out to warn them, and all three of them got swept away by uh, a couple rogue waves that came in. And the actual thing they wrote up says, uh, from evidence which I was able to procure, I was satisfied that the men had been on duty till dinner time on Saturday the 15th, that they had gone down to secure a box in which the mooring ropes, landing ropes, and et cetera were kept, and which were secured in a crevice in a rock about 110 feet above sea level, and that an extra large sea had rushed in to face the rock, had gone above them, coming down with immense force, and had swept them completely away. And it says, uh, whether uh, this explanation brought any comfort to the families of the lost keepers is unknown. The deaths of Thomas Marshall, James Duquette, uh, who left a widow and four children, and Donald MacArthur, who left a widow and two children, cast a shadow over the lighthouse service for many years. But they still don't know actually what really happened. Their best conjecture is that they even did a, a recent study of it, even using the topology of the island and uh, normal variants of waves and seas and weather in that area. And they said that most what most likely happened was the same thing they came to in 1900. Two men went down, bad weather came up, the other guy either went out to warn them or save them, and they all ended up getting swept off the island. Yeah, it seems like the most plausible. Yeah. Of course, I, I like where any any story, anything has regarding mariners. You know, mm -hmm. If they can't figure out what happened. It was a sea serpent. Some, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a serpent. Automatically. Yep. I thought that was hysterical, too. Like, that was the first thing. Not ghosts, not foreign <laughs> spies, not anything. It was sea serpents. That's the first place we went. Yep. Yeah, I enjoyed that. But I, mean, I just thought it was a real neat story, you know. Yeah, you know, and, and I've I've heard that before, and I, I, I vaguely, I, you know, as soon as you start talking about it, I was like, you know, this this sounds real familiar. Just, you know, I couldn't remember the the time frame or nothing. Oh, they've done stuff on it on uh, Discovery Channel and Nat Geo, and they've um, they've they've kind of covered it. So I, I just thought it was a, you know, I love lighthouses and stuff like that. So I just thought it was a real neat piece of history. Yeah, that is pretty trippy. I'm, um, yeah, I'm I'm a fan of lighthouses too. It's uh, I've I've been to a few throughout the years, but uh, mm -hmm. um, of course out here on Hawaii, there's that one that's over by uh, what is it, uh, Makapu? You know, I never went to any of them there. Really? Yeah, yeah. I haven't even been to the ones here at the Outer Banks yet, and I really want to go out there to like Cape Hatteras and stuff, and out where Blackbeard sailed. Yeah, that, you know what? Take pictures. I want to see. Yeah, it's, I like that stuff. So maybe and one not, day I'll get out there. You know, and you, I'm every single picture I'm going to get is going to have a nice, you know, view, and then you're somewhere in the picture peeing. Oh, that's funny. Ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't. It's a mainly public area. <laughs> not that that's ever stopped me, but you know. Uh, that, that's something I, I I used to do to people was you know I'd get them like a a nice you know view a picture or something and you know, I'd do it you know a bunch of different pictures 
I'm like, here you go. And this was back in the day that, you know, you had the 25 millimeter, 35, whatever you'd print out and give them an actual picture. So oh, like this, they talking about yeah. the old Polaroids or something or, or the actual like 35 millimeter wine cameras where you're like, click, 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 click. 25 mil, you know, the old oh. disposable or just. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I gotcha. But no, I, I would, you know, I, I like to, this is a thing I like to do, and I, I would, I haven't done this in years. I, I should do it again. But basically, I, I take a really good picture. Something would be a great view. But yet, somewhere in that picture, you know, well, I, I either I would have the, the little uh, timer on or someone take it. But somewhere in that picture is me just standing there or something. Like, you don't really see me right away, but I'm in there, and I'm doing something odd. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the one where we used to take whoever had a disposable camera laying around. You always took a picture down your pants of it. You know, I was like, click. Then <laughs> <laughs> just put the camera back and wind it for them. Like, yeah, wait till they get that exposed. <laughs> Oy. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had looked up this thing. It was called, um, Boots Void, B-O-O-T-E-S, Void. And it actually is up in the stars, and it's this little area where there there's nothing. And I was going to look into that, but I just didn't have time. So I might save that for next week. I like actually, I actually didn't really pick a particular one. I was just kind of going over stuff and just highlighting mm-hmm. some papers that I had. I've printed out a while back, and then I had this thick book from... Uh, what year was it I got? I don't remember. I think it's like 10 years old. Actually, mm-hmm. no, I think it's even longer than that. Um, 2000, no, 2010. That was the printing. Well, that was the second printing. Uh, okay, yeah. Right around the time of uh, Obama was president. And <laughs> it's, it's called a Conspiracy World by Tex Mars. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff. It's great. I love it. <laughs> conspiracy World. Yeah, Conspiracy World mm. by Tex Mars. T-E-X-E-M-A-R-R-S. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping he has a more up-to-date one. Uh, this one's been around a while. This is the one that has the article on uh, Bale Shaft and Cleopatra's Needle. But okay. not, not the other information that I've gathered. That's just from some of my background or not background stuff but just my my searching of whatever um yeah. let's see now, here now cleopatra's needle that's in rome right i think or no london london yeah I it's think so. it's in london i think if i remember right that written down here fucking uh i think it is now it wasn't always. <laughs> I, I I may not have. Uh, I may not. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah. Uh, London and New York both have, uh, you know, uh, obelisks or that are yeah. uh, or phallic objects that are uh, nicknamed Cleopatra's needle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought one had gotten moved to, like, uh, I, I want to even say, like, the area that London inhabits, like, 
I forget if there was a thousand years before, like eight ninety nine or something like that, hmm. before the, almost the turn of the century. Yeah. I don't know. That one anyway, I, I never really did finish to kind of you know study more, so I may do oh. that one next uh, on a different podcast. But let let's talk about the Tower of Babel. Have you, do you remember hearing about that during uh, Sunday school or whatever while you're going? I do. I do. Catholic. Uh, your your crazy Catholic. Whatever you call it. Hey man, we had the pomp and circumstance. We had the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, my my second one I'm doing is gonna piss Catholics off. So sorry. That's all right. I'm good. But uh. Let's basically hear, like, you know, in the Tower of Babel, I mean, we, it doesn't really speak much of it in the, in the Bible. And mm-hmm. it's a very interesting piece. I mean, whether, you know, you you want to look it up for, for as far as, you know, the religious, you know, aspect or text of it, it is history. Sorry. I mean, it's, it's, it's very fascinating. Oh, it's okay, baby. You don't have to say sorry to me. Ouch. Sorry. Evidently, I was talking loudly. I wasn't talking behind your back. I was talking to my wife, but evidently, I was talking loud. <laughs> Did you even hear what I said? That's okay, baby. You don't got to say sorry to me? Oh, yeah, I heard okay. you. Okay. Uh, it would have been funny if, if you didn't. I, I seen it over again, just wouldn't. No, <laughs> no it wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't work. <laughs> Well, okay, here's the thing, you know, doing some looking, uh, there are a few uh, other texts or books that are uh, um, mentioned in the Bible that they actually talk a little more in detail about this, uh, and I uh, also have uh, some math from this dude, MIT dude, who, uh, you know, did some looking up on, uh, you know, to get estimates of the height and, you know, mm-hmm. how they would do it. It's actually very fascinating. Um, now, according to the book of Jasper, uh, the task for uh, uh, building the, the tower was undertaken by the founders of Babylonian and Egyptian empires. Um, this was the Egyptian prior, you know, pre-Pharaoh time. Um, they okay. kind of fit in more with the Akkadian Egyptian little bit different there before the the egyptian that we typically know um yeah about 600 it's estimated about 600,000 people were involved in the building of the tower and its surrounding city Mm -hmm. um as they were building whenever a man fell down and died no one would pay any attention but whenever a brick fell and broke they wept bitterly kind of messed up huh yeah, that's, uh, that's a little harsh. Yeah. Damn. Now, <laughs> <laughs> Bob! Bob! Oh, well, okay. <laughs> oh, my, my brick broke. Brick, brick broke. Brick, brick broke. Okay, whatever. Are you there? Did you, did you cut out again? All right, folks, we'll be right back. And are we back? Did you miss me? I missed you. This thing is killing me tonight. <laughs> hey, hey, we're getting there, okay? We're going to have... Uh, I, I really need to download. I'm having trouble finding some good stuff, but... Like, you know, in, in between a, a technical error 
Some better songs to play than that poop one. Everybody poops. <laughs> I don't love that song. It's a brilliant song. <laughs> okay. All right. Where, where where was I? Oh yeah. Um. Tower Babel. They wept when uh when a rock broke. Man, that is so messed up. You know. <laughs> That's harsh. That is really harsh to think that they felt that way over the stones instead of over people's lives. Yeah, I know. It t- tells you kind of what the mentality of the people were, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, they, they could have a friend die, you know, t- in today's aspect. You know, one of their good friends can die, but as soon as their phone shits the bed, the world ends for them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And what's sad is that's kind of how it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. Hey, we're, hey we're, we're getting to that time. Hey. We are? Yeah, yeah, we're getting close. Okay, let's see here. According to the Book of Jupe, now I talked earlier about the Book of Jasher. talks about the uh, the undertaking, you know, about 600,000 uh, people. Now, in the Book of mm-hmm. Jubilees, yeah, the Book of Jubilees, the building was going on for about, or the building went on for about 43 years. Okay, sure. and the tower of, or the height of the tower reached 5,433 cubits, which is almost two miles so that's how tall it was. Yeah. Now a cubit is measured from what? Your elbow to the tips of your fingers. Yeah, you know, everybody ain't exactly the same. They actually had a pretty, you know, standard measurement, but <laughs> I, I, there's differences on it by scholars is, you know, what they think it is. <clears throat> so you, you kind of have like an average anywhere between like uh, 13 to 18 inches or something like that. Okay, okay. Now, the construction began only about 300 years after the, the Great Flood. Okay. You know, whether, you know, the flood that you, you know, read about either in the Bible or the Epic of Gilgamesh. The, the, the flood, basically, you know, 300 years after that is when, the, uh, when they started building this. Damn. Now, Pretty gonna, close. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to go into a material scientist from MIT by the name of uh, Dr. Lynn Hobbs. He decided to uh, recreate a brick similar to the ones used by ancients to build their towers and did some stress tests on them to determine the maximum weight uh, such a brick could hold. Um, basically because the bricks of the foundation needed to support the weight of all the bricks above them. Now, determining the maximum weight of a brick can hold will give you the maximum number of bricks that could have been placed on top of it, and consequently the maximum possible or the maximum possible height of the tower. <clears throat> so, Dr. Hobbs created a sun-baked brick out of clay, straw, and sand, then put it to a test until it crushed. A two-inch-wide brick could hold 800 pounds. That brick could put a uh, brick put sideways could hold five times more that which 4,000 pounds. So a brick that weighs one pound could hold 4,000 bricks on top of it. Now, suppose a brick is one and a quarter inches high, all right? Okay. You know, times that by 4,000 bricks, you have approximately four, you know, 117 feet tall. Okay. So now if you stack the bricks in a pyramid shape, like the ancients seem to have liked to stack them, the load is distributed more, and a brick foundation could hold more weight. Of course. Um, yeah. 
there are about a dozen ziggurats in the region of ancient Mesopotamia from around that time that still stand today. Like, especially that one uh, when we, uh, in OIF, we went in, I think it was like in Yur, 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 something like that. The, that was a famous one. Mm-hmm. You see pictures of a whole bunch of military going in and out. I have, there's some conspiracy stuff with that. I, I'll want to get to one of these days. Are you there? Did you just cut out again? Man. Folks, we'll be right back. This is getting ridiculous. Hey, hey, I, I, I took me the whole time you were, uh, you know, trying to reboot uh, to add. We've got about 32 minutes on so far, so huh? maybe, maybe we'll cut this into an hour, 45 minute to an hour long. Uh, uh, we may have to. Yeah, I, I expect three more times this will happen. I'm, I'm guessing because we're getting an average of five to ten minutes out of each one. Hey, we got 21 minutes out of one of them. Nah, yeah, that was that, that third one. <laughs> uh, no, that was the second one because remember oh, the, the first one. one wasn't a recording. Oh, that's right. That's right. Damn. Yeah. Okay, where was I? Um, yeah. uh, stacking in a pyramid shape like the ancients did. Yes, and uh, there's, like I said, there's about a dozen uh, ziggurats in the region of uh, ancient Mesopotamia, Mesopotamia from around that time that still stand today. Like that one in Iraq when we went in OIF, uh, mm-hmm. Yurk, in Yur, or Yurk, or whatever. There's a one particular one, mm-hmm. a bunch of uh, soldiers going in and out. And that's that's a conspiracy one right there I wanted to get into on one of these episodes because it's very fascinating. Mm. And it'll make you think. Okay. Um, I like that. Now, now the ancients built pyramids because it is the most stable shape for a structure. There's stacking bricks in a pyramid, you get to build a structure three times higher than a straight tower with that same material. So yeah. if you take, um, let's say for the stacking up, you know, straight up and down 417 feet for those bricks, the ones they made out of claw, straw, uh, straw and sand, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stacking for the, what the weight that they all stand, I was thinking it was like 417 feet. Now, if you take that times three, cause you know, uh, a pyramid, you've got 1,250 feet. All right. Mm-hmm. So now, now the Bible says the, um, they bake the bricks in fire. Now the ones that Dr. Hobbs testing was just sun baked. Okay. Um, so that's, that's a huge difference. Yeah, and basically what it rearranges the chemical structure of the brick to make it stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, yeah, that's what this, uh, Dr. Hobbs did. Um, now he said the small brick, uh, when it baked in a fire, fails at a load of almost 6,000 pounds. So those bricks basically become seven and a half times stronger. Yeah. So running the calculations of uh, the baked brick, you would get a maximum height of a structure at over 9,000 feet tall, which is over two miles or almost, wow. almost, almost two miles. Yeah. Um, now, according to Jubilees 10, uh, semicolon 21 or chapter 10, verse 21, give or take, I think it's a 20, but in the 10th chapter of Jubilees, the tower was, you know, like I mentioned before, 5,433 cubits high. Now, you know, if you estimate the cubit to be 18 inches, you're basically, you know, using the length of a modern uh, human's arm. You've got, uh, <coughs> the calculation comes up to about 8,150 feet. Damn. 
That's like, pretty I mean, close. That's a little less than two miles. That's pretty close, though. I mean, yeah. to what the bricks could actually hold. So, I mean, that, that can ring true. Yeah. And uh, now this is the uh, fire-baked ones. So, I mean, it's in the pyramid shape, fire-baked. You know, get the right dimensions, everything. You get, you know, something that's a mile and a half to two miles tall. That's insane, you know? Wow. If you that were to put huge. that comparison to today's tallest building in Dubai, it's, I, I'm going to, not, I'm not going to pronounce this right. It's uh, Burj Khalifa, mm -hmm. Khalifa, something like that. Yeah. It's in Dubai, and it's uh, just over 2,700 feet tall or half a mile high. That's the one I think that's got the ten is that the one that's the tennis court on top or something? I think so. Yeah. Basically means the Tower of Babel could have been three to four times taller than today's tallest building. Is that crazy? That is crazy. And you have some of the top architectures in the world that put that one tower or uh, that built that one tower in Dubai. Yeah, Jesus. That's I insane, mean, man. Not even a half mile on it, you know, could be double triple that size. I know, man. Three to four times taller. That's, That's insane. Huge. Yeah, it's, it's completely insane. I mean, it's I can't fathom the the you know. Well, just the amount of raw resources and manpower that would go into building something like that. Oh yeah, like, it's it, it's not just like an army building it. It's several armies from several countries sitting helping to build something like that by hand. Because, I mean, you got to have all the guys making the bricks and then baking them and tending the fires. Approximately 600,000 people in a matter of 43 years. Good God. Now, I did read something here, and I don't remember where in here it is, or maybe it was somewhere else, where basically the base of that thing had to be, you know, I don't remember if it's like 100, around 100 square acres or square mile, no, like either a hundred something square acres or hundreds of square acres. Uh huh. You know, I mean, it's I can see hundreds of square acres because that's I mean that's a lot of land. It it would be just massive. Yeah. God. I mean, that, that's what a city. Yeah. That's why it's just I mean it boggles the mind to even like think about the proportions of it. Yeah. Damn. That's just crazy, man. And, I, I, and I'm just thinking about, like, the, the bricks, like, having to sit there and just make bricks all day. And then just load them off to a dude who fires them up. And the other guy who carts them, it's just like, good God. Mm -hmm. And you're not talking about bricks that weigh hundreds of pounds, you know? Well, they don't even have to. I mean, they can do, you know, smaller ones, too, right? Yeah, I th well, the, there's... Cause there's a the dimensions are here. I'd have to, uh, where was it? It's somewhere in here. I don't remember. But then I guess if you had like pre-made molds and you kind of just mixed it all, mixed all the ingredients, the straw, the clay, the sand, like together into molds, it would be, I guess it would be a lot easier. Yeah. And I think that's the how mold. they did. Uh, matter of fact, there's some guys, survival ones that, you know, they'll do that. Um, there's one I think you mentioned in, Maybe someone else. I don't remember. But oh, primitive take, technology. That yeah, guy takes the like some wood, you know, and he makes the shape or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he basically he puts the the clay mud or whatever or sand and you know that stuff and you know and he 
he takes it, puts it aside, compacts it, and then, you know, takes that, throws it in the fire, you know, to, to, to bake it. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, they would have a ton of those. <laughs> but, yeah, that's the uh, Tower of Babel, uh, the one I have. You want me to go ahead and just go over the... Uh, the other one I have. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That Tower of Babel one that really worked me though. That was juice. Yeah, I know. And I first started, you know, I kind of heard some stuff about it, and then you know, not having the actual books, and I had to look it up online. You know, the uh-huh. uh, the Jubilees and the Jasper. Um, uh-huh. And it's interesting, man. I mean, it's just mm. to fathom that size, like you said, is no. astronomical. And it's like, you know, like, it's, it's when you tell people about, like, a Navy carrier. Like, you don't understand how big carriers are until you're standing next to one. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought my LPD was big. And then we got next to a carrier, and I was like, holy Jesus. Like, now that's a big boat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how do you, think, and, uh, how do you think a submarine would? How do you think we kind of felt when we're next to, a, <laughs> next to one? I, I can't imagine. Imagine how you guys felt. You must. Have, I mean, that's an ant on a freeway right there. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> cool. Now, this this next one, I'm kind of kind of a. It's kind of a mix. Talking about Nimrod, um, and the um, the their the religion that him and his his mother wife started. Mother wife. Yes. Yes. Nimrod. Uncle Grandpa. Yeah, I think he killed his father, if I remember right, and he married uh-huh. his mother. So very edible, very edible. Mother wife. Mother wife. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and basically, Nimrod, he was the originator of the sun god worship uh, and founder of the Babylonian, you know, of Babylon, even though during this time was, uh, around the Sumerian age, possibly into the Akkadian age, but I think it was Sumerian, Akkadian time frame. Um, and also around the time of the tower of Babel. Uh-huh. Okay, all right. Okay. Now, <laughs> let's see here. So, since I came around the same time, we're going to go by this guy, Nimrod. Um, <laughs> now, if, if you, and I'm kind of going to go back and forth on here a little bit because, uh, like I said, I really didn't, kind of a last minute thing here. Um, now, if you ever noticed how occult symbols are typically reversed, Example, the occult symbol for a cross is an inverted cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, most have never noticed that um, now God uses the six-in-one principle. That is, if you have six of something normal, and then on the seventh day, something special happens. Uh, for example, it created the world in six days. Now the seventh is a day of rest and worship. Crops were grown for six years, and then the seventh year, the land rested. Um, slaves, for instance, were kept for six years. And were to be set free on the seventh year. Um, there were six weeks from Passover to the seventh week from Pentecost. There are six months from Passover to the seventh month, being the Day of Atonement. Um, biblical uh, biblical chronologists say that we are currently approaching the end of a six thousand years since creation, 
And if the uh, Messiah returns at the end of 6,000 years, we will then have our 7,000th year being the 1,000 millennial reign. Kind of weird. It's so, kind of crazy. So what happens if he comes back, though? Is that like like 1,000 years of rest? There are no people? Uh, well, well, the, the world is pretty much going to be destroyed. Oh, come on, man. I mean, dude, think about it. I mean, you got the... With the uh, the trumpets, the trumpets, the, the seals, the trumpets, and the the plagues and all, yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be. I mean, it, the world isn't good right now. No, no, it's not. Everything it's is sudden. gonna be. Everything is gonna die, and then you know, new. There's a new earth, whatever you want to call it, and that's our thousand year reign. Are you there? Did you just cut out? Man, we can get this done, folks. Don't worry. Heck. <laughs> this might be easier if we do it in letter form and we just mail it to each other. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Where, where, where was I? So... So yeah, the uh, the like I'm back to the whole you know God uses the six and one principle. Okay, mm-hmm. now the uh, let's see here, but it's opposite for like the occult or whatever. Um, now the first six days are normal, but the seventh is the Sabbath. Um, Remember that the cult uses the reverse symbol or is the opposite to God. So if Sunday was Satan's plan for a, or so if Sunday was Satan's plan for a day of worship and we have been historically or have seen historically that it is, then his week would be reversed to God's week. Instead of being a six and one, it'd be the one and six, such as their uh basically their their instead of Saturday being the Sabbath, it is actually Sunday. Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's why I said here, we're starting to go to the, uh, uh, piss off the Catholics. (laughs) Not good, not good. (laughs) Well, hey, I, you know, and I, like I've said before, you know, you don't have to believe this, just take it into consideration and, you know, just use, Use it to look for your looking on your own, you know. There you go. All right, now uh, Nimrod and Samaris, his mother wife. Um, <laughs> I never get tired of saying that. It's awesome. mother, mother wife. Um, they plunge so deeply into the occult and sin that they even sacrifice babies to Satan in their worship of them. Um, oh. This became a common practice until Shem, who was one of Noah's three sons and the great uncle of Nimrod, in his angle of wrath, killed Nimrod and cut him up into small pieces as an example to others to not commit such abominable sins and not to follow such evil religious practices. Now, if you guys remember, Noah had three sons. You had Japheth, Shem, and Ham. Uh, Nimrod came from Ham. Whoa! So he cut them up into little pieces. Yeah, I scattered the pieces around different places. That's a serious timeout. 
<laughs> Holy crap. No, that was the good thing, because he was the good guy killing the bad guy. Well, I'm not saying, you know, it was a, it was a bad thing. I'm just saying, I mean, holy. Totally. Yeah, that's, that's another level. Well, I mean, he, he made a statement to all those people is sacrificing babies, you know. It's like. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he needed that... to be stopped, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Of course, his mother wife needed to be stopped, too. Well, yeah, yeah. Can't forget mother wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, God. Okay. All right, all right. All right. Now, um, Alexander Hislop, in his book, The Two Babylonians, or Babylonians, said, The Tower of Babel was actually the worship of Satan in the form of fire, the sun, and the serpent. Um, however, Satan worship cannot be done openly because of many who still believe in the true God of Noah. So a mystery religion began at Babel, where Satan could be worshipped in secret. Um, now, and this is Alexander's, you know, his view of the Tower of Babel, which it, it's been, the Tower of Babel has been shown as both either a literal or a metaphorical, metaphor, help me out here. Metaphorical. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's, as far as what the proof is, it's a matter of, you know, hey, you, you can kind of see it as both. It's very possible. It could have been, you know, a literal and metaphorical uh, reference. Yeah. Okay, so let's go on to here. It wasn't long after the death of uh, um, Nimrod's Nimrod that uh, Samaris, his mother wife, became pregnant. Oh, Jesus. You know, of course, that means that obviously it wasn't Nimrod's. Uh, apparently. Yeah. Ugh. Mother wife got around. Mo- oh, that, that whorish mother wife. Yeah. So. <laughs> She said that when Nimrod died, that he went up to the sun, and the sun then became a symbol of Nimrod. She told the people that a ray of sun had become, or had come to her and impregnated her with the child, and that it was actually Nimrod coming back in a reincarnation of the sun god. The child was called Tammuz, and these three were worshipped as the personification of the sun god, uh, and this is where we find the three-in-one trinity doctrine originated and it's where the first three came into existence now this is another thing that will go against the catholics they'll mm-hmm. uh you know and I, i'm not doing this as a slam to catholics i'm just doing as you know a you know just some of the research research i've done so go there you go yeah. yourself yeah. all right um the so uh samaris you know obviously she uh you know a uh impregnated out of wedlock and, yeah, it uh, was like, oh, you know what? I'll make this right. So, yeah, it was a ray of sunshine that was my ex husband slash child that impregnated me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so the mother wife slept with, you know, what's his name, and claimed that his uh, her baby is her son husband. <laughs> Son husband, yeah, literal, <laughs> literal son husband. Because son not husband. only is he the son, but it's a ray of sun that impregnated her. Son, oh, son husband's grandson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't do much. <laughs> God, it is actually. It is the son husband's grandson. <laughs> oh, so creepy. Or, no, it's it's uh, her 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 son. Oh, man, I can't. It'll take hours trying to figure this one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, this is fun. Okay. Okay. So, so she proclaimed that her husband Nimrod was a god, and she, as the wife of Nimrod, was a goddess. She then announced herself to be the queen of heaven, and that she would be wor- worshipped as such. She claimed that her spirit was the moon, and when she died, she would dwell in the moon, even as Nimrod was already in the sun. Jesus, that, was... that escalated quickly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh, Sar- uh, Samaris was hailed as the queen of heaven. Um, also, another name is Ishtar. Okay. Um, now, if you think of Ishtar, her symbol became was the moon, and her you know obviously Nimrod uh, was called Baal, the sun god. Mm-hmm. So Ishtar and Baal, you know, same people, different name. Um, she which paid my on here. Hang on, turn on the page. Turn on the page. Yeah. Ooh, that's a lot of highlighter there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, now, and so Baal worship or Nimrod worship basically came in a full swing. It was it caught on fast and spread to many parts of the world. Um, in Egypt, Samaris became known as Isis, the uh, queen of heaven. Nimrod was known as o- Osiris, the husband's son. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Gross husbands. Okay. And frequently called Horus. Um, in Phoenicia, Samaris was uh, uh, Samaris and Nimrod worshipped uh, as the Ishtar and Tammuz. Uh, in Greece, Aphrodite and Eros. In Rome, Venus and Cupid. And in China, Mother Shingmu and her child. Is it Shang or Shing? I don't know. Um, Zhang? Sh- no, it's S H I N G. Oh yeah, Shang. Yeah. So to, to, uh, Tammuz was hailed as the son, the son of the sun. Okay, he was idolized and even worshipped, and the first letter of his name became the symbol of sun worship. Human sacrifices to the sun god were offered on the initial letter, uh, on this initial letter made of wood, known as the cross T. And this T for Tammuz is also the true origin of Catholics crossing themselves. Ah, sorry, Catholics. That's pretty cool. If you, if you. Want to worship Baal? Sure. <laughs> no, I mean it's just an interesting piece of history. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it, it is kind of crazy. I mean it's it's. I mean even the Catholics, you know, the Catholic Church will admit that you know most of their, uh, pretty much every one of their practices has pagan worship involved in it. Well, yeah, that's I mean, true for most modern religions, actually. I don't say modern, you know. Oh wow! Another uh, earthquake hit Indonesia. Two of them, six Holy crap! I know that place is just getting rocked this last week. Hmm. Okay. I saw, you know, I saw the one you posted earlier uh, in the week. Yeah, uh, last week. Uh, tsunami. Oh Jesus! Now here we're gonna go, and I'm I'm sorry, Christians, but this is just you know the the research that I'm doing here. So you know, read up on, believe what you believe. There you but, go. Uh, this is this is what I got here. The true date of the birth of Christ is most likely between July and September. Basically, the, the fall. Okay. okay. But since the exact date of Christ's birthday was unknown, it was suggested, you know, why not call it the same date, of the, date as the birth of Tammuz, which was December 25th, or on, you know, right around that time frame. This was the time when the sun had reached its lowest point on the horizon and started back up into the heavens, 
So the, uh, the sun god had come to life, so to speak. So gradually, December 25th came to be known as the birthday of Christ. The Papal Church finally instituted a special Mass on that day as um, Christ Mass. And so the December 25th became known as Christmas. The Yule log burning in the fire followed by the green tree lit with candles all came from the pagan worship representing uh, Nimrod being dead while his spirit still lived on in the sun and was alive again in Tammuz, his son. And if you look even farther, you know, down history, I wouldn't say farther, but closer towards us, you know, other cultures such as the, the Norris and, you know, a lot of Germanic, you know, religions wise use kind of the same thing, you know. Now, um, Jesus was crucified and resurrected in the spring of the year near the time of the moon festival. And, you know, when you think of sun, who do you think of? Nimrod or Tammuz? <clears throat> now, when you think of moon, who is it? Samara, Samara or Ashtar, whatever, same thing. Yeah. Same person. Now, um, yeah, like I said, he was crucified and resurrected in the spring of the year near the time of the moon festival. The devil was at work once again to bring the idea of having a celebration at the same time uh, as... Um, at, by, or at the same time by calling it in honor of the resurrection and in regards to the worship of the moon goddess Samaris so they call her the so called queen of heaven now the cakes to the queen of heaven were round and on them was cut a cross in honor of the sun god and they were offered to the queen in heaven and today we call them the hot cross buns <laughs> yeah so, uh, in forty days of weep, uh, the forty days of weeping of Tammuz became Lent, and at the close of Lent came Easter Sunday, mm-hmm. um, and the goddess Ishtar, Easter Samaris, became known um, as the goddess of spring life, and as in a new life, or as a history records, it is the goddess of reproduction. The pagans would go to some mountainside early Sunday morning and worship the goddess as the sun was rising in the east. They gave themselves to uh, they gave themselves to immortality and decency of uh, every description. Um, the eggs and rabbits were used as symbols of fertile uh, fertility and germination, hence new life. Um, as as well as they would the women would go and I mentioned this on a previous podcast. That time the women would go. Uh, I, I believe it was. After the uh, that praying to Ashtar, that um, they would go to one of her temples, and the women would lie down naked. The first man to come in would, you know, would have sex with her, and he would end up having to pay her. And of course, you know, what's nine months later? Christmas. Oh and shit! Not to mention the ba- they would sacrifice the babies. Uh, around, uh, around Easter time as well. Oh my God! Yeah. So basically, this you're looking crazy. at you know those kids born in around Christmas time, either they kept them as the children or they sacrificed them you know a few months later. Good God, man! Yeah, that is craziness. That is that. That's what I got here. I didn't highlight anymore, so I figure uh-huh. it's kind of you know kind of. Oh yeah, here. Um, now, statues of idols. Now, if you read in, in the uh, in the Ten Commandments, you know idol worship and everything. If you look mm-hmm. at the statues, idols of Samaris, the Queen of Heaven, and Nimrod, uh, such as Baal, the Sun God, mm-hmm. uh, you find them all over in the church. For instance, the Virgin Mary uh, is considered. You know that's the representation of uh, Samaris or Ishtar, Queen really? of Heaven. Yeah, I did not know that. 
And it's, it's, I mean, and it's all, it's all idol worship. I mean, why else would you have statues that is, you know, your, it's, it's paganism come into, yeah. So yeah, um, like I said, this is, Catholics are going to hate this episode and I do apologize, but it just, I thought this was kind of interesting with, uh, you know, a little bit of, um, some studies that were done on from about Nimrod, his family, and that religion, and how it kind of ties in with, you know, to today's holidays. So it's That's definitely very fascinating. Interesting. That's very interesting. Like I, I had known all the, you know, basically the quote-unquote Christian holidays had mainly uh, pagan uh, origins in them, but I didn't know the origins of those pagan traditions. So that's, that's really interesting to learn. Yeah, and, it, and it's like I mentioned too, like some of the different names, you know. If you look at all these different religions in the world, you know, you're, you're going to find at least two characters that fit with, as Baal and the other as uh, uh, Samaris. You know, and <clears throat> it's, it's, it's uh, you know, just they have some different looks, different names, you know, a few different practices, but all in all, it's the same thing. God, that's pretty um, it's really interesting. I like that. Yeah, uh, like um, Isis, you know, Queen <clears throat> of Heaven, uh, Venus, Rome, uh, Aphrodite, Greece, uh, Ishtar, Babylon, um, Diana, Ephesian, you know, and then for Nimrod or Baal, you know, you have, uh, you know, Jupiter, uh, you've got uh, Osiris or Horus, you got a uh, Cupid, Tammuz, or Eros, you know, uh, Plutus, Orion, the winged one. Babylonian, you know, I mean, See, it's, it's, uh, that's really neat. Yeah, I mean, it, that is really that is that's interesting. I mean, it, it, it's history. It's it's uh, that's why when I right before I got out of the military, when I you know started really getting back to the, the Bible and reading it, you know, because I had questions about Christianity and Easter or Christmas and Easter, and this is one of the things that I uh, um, first got into and learned. And then from there, not only did I start reading, you know, along with the Bible, I started reading, you know, getting books on uh, ancient deities, demonology, and uh -huh. symbol symbology as well, or symbols. And, you yeah. know, it actually helped me to kind of understand even more how these ancient religions, you know, as different time passes, different culture, different name changes, how they still interact, what symbols represent what in there, what is, you know, considered biblical and what is not. So, I mean, it's, it all falls in line there. It really does. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's actually interesting to see the progression of things. Yeah. You know, how, yeah. And I'm just touching, like, a speck of dust off the subject in general. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, almost every religion has its, what was it, <clears throat> the, uh, was it the Horus or the Osiris and Jesus connection? Yeah. Like, they, they both had 12 disciples, both killed, resurrected after three days, born of a virgin birth, uh, it, like, the links were all right there. Well, and here's another thing, and I it, it is on these papers that I have in front of me, but I did not go into, because it's, uh, It'd be kind of another thorn in the side of, you know, the Catholics and Christians is the fact that the Holy Trinity is is pagan in general. And it is actually, um, when it comes to, 
for instance, and I'm trying to, if I can, I'm going to try and get this as best as I possibly can. But you have the father figure, such as, you know, the, the creator, the one who created everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and then his son, you know, which is him, but in him in the flesh is his son. Actually, no, it is him and his son. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the very beginning, uh, as far as the Holy Spirit, that is part of the God or God as far as the Father. So it's two beings, not three. There's the Father and the Son. Huh. Okay. And because if you actually look at, I think it was John 1 or whatever, and a kind of, and there's a couple other verses that kind of get into I'll maybe get into it a little bit later to kind of, uh, you know, show you what, you know, what I've studies I've learned on that and what the, um, the Trinity, a little more into it. It's very, uh, it's a, uh, uh, it's a topic that is very controversial. Pretty much is, you know, what I mentioned here about Easter and, uh, Christmas is very controversial. Oh yeah. Yeah. People don't want to hear that stuff. If you want to look at the whole, you know, his, I mean, if you really want to look at what the Messiah is, um, um, uh, crucifixion and resurrection, it actually falls in line with uh, the Jewish uh, appointed or God's appointed times of the Jewish practices, which <laughs> Passover and uh, yeah. Passover leaving bread and first fruits. So it, it falls in that, not with Easter. Yeah. So, huh. very interesting. I like yeah. it. Yeah, 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 very controversial. And I have no problem talking about controversial stuff because, yeah. you know, I like to... But you, know, you got to leave it I, up I like to people's to... interpretations, too. Like, yeah. hey, you, you can choose to believe this or you can be a staunch non-believer. It doesn't mean that it's any less true. It just means it's a different thing to, to think about. Yeah. Read it, I mean, or listen to it, basically. You know, listen to it. Then, you know, kind of think outside the box and then go on your own do your research. And then, you know, and of course, hey, read the Bible, okay? I hear it's very helpful. Yes, I, I hear it is too. I've got like a dozen of them. I think I got like a mini one somewhere. I've actually, I got different versions and I actually have online programs that I use and a, a couple of software programs that I can use if I'm offline. Yeah. No internet connection. But, uh... Yeah. It, it's My, great. I mean, I, I like to have, you know, have the Greek reference with the English words or the Hebrew, you know, words with the, the Greek and even have the strong numbers to kind of look up the, you know, different words. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get a lot of cross-referencing, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And you get a little more in, in depth in, in what the actual meaning of that, that chapter, hell, even the verse says. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of basically to get a better understanding, and it just it'll it takes longer, but you know, I'd rather take longer and get a better understanding of it. <coughs> Very Excuse fascinating. Me. Yeah, definitely is. Um, matter of fact, I I had a, a book the I think it was called the the Matthew Bible from like fifteen, um, and I'm probably I'm I know I'm gonna get the year wrong. I think it was like fifteen twenty six, and um, man, that book was heavy. I bet. It, I think it probably weighed at least a good five pounds, at least. Jesus, you kill somebody with that, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Not not like the uh, the codex, uh, whatever you want to call it. Oh yeah, the Devil's Codex. Yeah. <laughs> Look at it. Oh, sorry, man. What? <laughs> huh? What? What'd you say sorry for? Oh no! Throw it out. Oh the oh oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> that poor oh. bastard. <laughs> Let me save this book. Oh Jesus! I just killed four people. <laughs> I have a. I had a friend of mine actually. Um, he came out and he did. Um, he's he he was um, airborne infantry and uh, uh-huh. um, matter of fact, I think he and I were in Bragg around the same time. But he didn't. Uh, we didn't know each other then, and uh, it was around in Afghanistan. He got both of his legs blown off. Oh, one, one of it. One of his arms kind of looks like a, a chicken wing after you've eaten all the all the meat off. Oh man! But it's 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 kind of gnarly. But I mean, good dude. He he uh, he had some, and he he wrote a book, chosen or something. I forgot what it is. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, his name Timothy Payne. Just Google Timothy Payne, and then chosen. Timothy and Payne. You should, yeah, you P- should. P a y n e. Yeah, and then chosen C H O O S I N, and okay. uh, um, he's got a book. I think two books. I've got one of them, and uh, he is he does like a lot of uh, inspirational speaking all around the country. Oh, that's cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, like he he got his uh, he he went through some tough times. He talks about his journey and everything, and some wicked dreams too. Oh, I bet. Um, but um. Dude's really cool. Uh, he came, he was out here in Hawaii doing some stuff, a couple of different islands. And I was like, hey, man, you know, come come stay a few days. Come out of our place before you head home. You know, got you a bed, couch, whatever you want to sleep on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it was, it was more like just kind of chill for he and I. But uh, that's, that's nice. I, I gave him that I gave him that Matthews Bible. And he's like, man, this thing's huge. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I tend to, because I, I buy different versions. I, I like giving to people. Yeah, yeah. Spread the knowledge out. I got like, uh, I think I have like three different Strong's books or something, translation ones. Jesus. I thought I had a lot of books. <laughs> I got to show you a picture. Some of them, my, my research books, started small over the years. It's, it's, yeah, I can't even lift them all at once if I... I bet, jeez. Yeah, because I mean, any kind of reference book usually is thick as hell. Oh yeah, uh, they're not <laughs> they're not small books at all. No, no. <laughs> Although I, I do have like pocket sized Bibles that I keep with me. This uh, there's one man, and it, it's like the cipher, the cipher version, and it's they really go into the old Hebrew names, mm-hmm. like. Any of the main characters like Daniel, Noah, Moses, like you probably, unless you actually had been looking into it, so you recognize it. Some may be recognizable, but not all of them are. And they use the actual Hebrew names. Okay. So like you know the 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 places, the people's names, uh, places and stuff like that. It's very interesting one. Very cool. That is cool. Do you get those on Amazon or? Yeah, some of them on Amazon. I think that Cypher one I had to actually go to that website. It's like Cypher. I think if you Google Cypher then Bible, you'll find it. C Y P H E R, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Six plus. Okay, that plus. 
that plus that plus uh, that plus what are we at 26 minutes okay all right we, we've gone uh, an hour and 10 wow hey we, we're doing good we've gone uh, we've gone uh, 27 minutes with this current one without no interruptions you're jinxing it you're jinxing it right now I know I did I did <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I think that's it. It's going to drop connection in like two seconds. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, you know, I'm going to have a lot of editing with all the difference. <laughs> you are. You're, you're going to be an editing machine. Yeah, I'll probably won't even get this done till tomorrow. Uh, that's understandable. <laughs> the amount of cut-ins and add-ins we're going to have. <laughs> I'm going to have to like put like a little tone, like a little quick one. I might, in one of them, I think I'm just going to put the poop song back in. I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. I got to find new stuff because it's, you have to use stuff, people you don't know. You have to, if you find something for a podcast, it can't be copyrighted. And there is a lot of stuff out there, but most of it's just noises, sounds. Yeah. yeah, um, like our intro and the our you know the end one. Yeah, I have contacted that dude like I mentioned last podcast from the Frog Leap Studios. I just haven't mm-hmm. got a reply yet because I like to use one of his songs. So I don't I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that he'll answer his Facebook page. Yeah, although I'm doubting it. So. That'd be nice if he did. Maybe I can just pay somebody to like make something for us. I'll sing badly for free. <laughs> like uh, what? Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a completely stupid song, but I can sing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I can't see me loving nobody but you for all my life. Yeah? Yeah, no. Not bad enough, or? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I sing so badly. When I do sing in the house, my son, if he's here, he'll ask me to stop. He's like, Dad, Dad, just stop. Just stop. Jeez. That bad tune. I can't hold a tune, man. Oh, no, I can't carry one in a bucket. Like, any time growing up, you know, school, any chorus, choir, whatever... You know, uh, even like in church, whatever. It don't matter where I went. I, I, I'd lip sing. I'm sorry. I. Some people can. Some people should not sing. I'm one of those that should not sing. I shouldn't even dance. Okay. <laughs> Unless I've had a couple of drinks in me and I'm a little relaxed, maybe I can do something that looks good, something that may look new. I don't know. Me, I'm just wiggling, okay? Is that, dude, I still do the white man overbite, I noticed. Like, I'll be dancing with my wife doing something, just something stupid, <laughs> and I'm still doing the white guy overbite. I'm like, mmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I think it's, I kind of, yeah, I, I, do, I do really try not to dance as much as possible. Yeah, my dancing is just awful, and I will fully admit that. I do try. Like, I try, but I'm just not good. 
I, I can do this slow dance where you don't really move much. I can do that. But don't you just kind of pull their hips to your hips and just step back and forth from left to right? Yeah, sometimes you got to throw a little bit of a backwards forward something, you know, a little turn here and there. No, that's how you fall. You don't do that stuff, man. What are you, silly? Uh, (laughs) With my my hips, my knees, yeah. Yeah, um, you won't. Yeah, you just won't see me on a dance floor. I'll cheer everybody on from the chair, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or at the bar. Like, hey, you guys are doing great. Keep it up. <laughs> Killing it. Spiking the, the juice. Oh, well, oh, oh, so now we're talking like we're at, we're at an actual dance instead of just somewhere <laughs> where there's... Because <laughs> you're not going to find me anywhere near a dance either. <laughs> be, be the wedding reception. You know, pour a little alcohol in the uh, yeah. juice. There you go. Then you see a couple kids stumbling around. It's like, oh, whoops. Forgot about them. See, but didn't, like, I don't know. Didn't, aren't kids getting drunk at weddings? Or is that just like a my family thing? <laughs> it's, you know, and, and it's, here's something I, I learned um, that a wedding that I officiated just recently for my buddy's uh, daughter. Um, oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. He's got a, uh, he's got a tradition, and I really actually like it to where, you know, when their family gets together, they all take a shot. You know, obviously the kids are, you know, going to have like some juice or something. But, you know, the adults, they'll have some wine or liquor or beer or something. And, <clears throat> you know, they do a toast or something. And it's just a family tradition. And I, I actually, I like that. It's actually kind of, a, you know, it's they kind of say something good or, you know, personal or whatever. And, you know, I, I think as well, I could be wrong. Mike, if you, you're listening, I, I want to say sorry if I am wrong. You can beat me later. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think each person around, they, they say something, you know, positive or whatever. So it's, and then they take the shot. So, so it's I almost guess, like a Thanksgiving kind of thing. Yeah, but it's every time the family gets together, you know, a little, little function, whatever. Big That's or pretty small. cool. Yeah, I like that. I really dig it. A little, little uh, it's a good family camaraderie yeah like that's pretty cool that's pretty cool even in the family members that are just kind of weird or you don't like just throw the glass at them afterwards <laughs> <laughs> i hate all of you <laughs> yeah yeah when me and my family get together we all just kind of get drunk and yell at each other hmm. big or small <laughs> <laughs> my uh my father-in-law um the, the the filipino one he's uh i've got like five dads I, I, I guess like of the in-laws there's like step father-in-laws step i don't even know i can't even she beasties that's a lot of people well my, the filipino one the one married my mother-in-law he's uh dude he's he's funny he's i love him to death he's a partier that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's like four feet tall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not really, but he's, you know, low fives. Hey, that's all right. Ain't nothing wrong being short. I'm short. <laughs> it's like my grandfather. He was, what, five foot? Yeah. And he used to say, hey, man, God grew me till I was perfect. I just stopped young. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, I love the attitude. 
I'm like right there at that like middle ground, like five, six and three quarters. Or mm-hmm. wait, am I am I five seven? I think I'm five seven. Or am I five seven and three quarters? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> well you're getting older now, so I'm guessing uh no matter what you were, now you're about five five. <laughs> <laughs> But possibly with with my hip and back injuries, I, I got a question. You're 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 in the uh, medical profession. Um, what do you know about getting a spine? Um, uh, what do you call it? Fused. Oh, those are rough, man. Honestly, everybody I know who's had a spinal fusion has some kind of complaints of constant pain and discomfort. Okay, well, what if you're already in constant pain and discomfort and, like, to the point where, you know, I, I literally would have to wear use a cane to walk around for a while because it's, it's that much pain and, you know, the – and it's not just the lumbars, you know. It's, it's, it's kind of – I mean, because mm-hmm. the, hip, the hips too and a little bit further up in the spine or whatever, it's, like, pretty much between the bones, there's really not much in there left. Well, then, you know, probably be your best option to go ahead and do it because it's just going to continue deteriorating and then you're going to get bone on bone rubbing and, you know, it's just going to get worse from there. So I would say, yeah, that you need to probably talk to somebody about getting a fusion. If it's that that bad, it can't get any. Yeah. If it's that bad, it can't get any worse. You know what I mean? So at least this will give you some separation and a little bit of what you're, you know, lacking. Yeah. I was but kind yeah, of hoping would, they'd have some like great polymer rubber or some weird plastic shit that they can stick in there instead. What's that stuff you guys use for skateboard wheels? Put some of that in there. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's that's polyurethane. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I would definitely go talk to an orthopedist or something to see what what could be done. Especially if you're getting to the point now where you need to use a cane or something like that. I mean, yeah, you're you're way way in need of help. Uh, are we still recording? We we are. Is this still part of the show? I don't know. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, folks, <laughs> learn a little bit about my medical issues. <laughs> Let me get into something intensely personal. So you know my testicles swollen, right? <laughs> Oh, I sit on mine all the time. It oh, it's so it hurts, man. How low do they hang, dude? <laughs> you should not be saying I sit on them all all the time. I yeah. Oh. I'll have I mean, an accident once in a while. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to hit you offline about that one. I mean, <laughs> it makes me nauseous, man. Like. It's, <laughs> And I just like when I sit down, I just when it happens and I sit down again until it's better, I have to be like very careful. I kind of yeah. lean back a little bit so I'm a little bit more on the upper part of the buttocks, you know. Uh, you, you may want to switch to tidy whities, man, just to kind of keep the boys up there or box. Well, I, no, I, I have uh, the briefs, the box of briefs. How baggy do you wear them? How, how are they ever? I know they're they're not baggy at all. Oh my god. 
I actually well, kind of, you know, it actually, if I were the spandex type of uh, boxer briefs, it, it actually has a nice little form, so it looks actually like I, like I have something right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead I of thought... flat like a Barbie. <laughs> I'm as anatomically correct as a Ken doll. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right. All right. Okay, folks. Listen, that's about the end of our show. Um, I, I, uh, I, I don't even know what to say. Um, yeah, we kind of it, it went way weird at the end. Yeah, yeah. That's that's us. That's our, <laughs> our, our sh- welcome to our shenanigans. Right. All right, well. folks. Be good. Um, be kind to each other and don't be a douchebag. Okay, Gary, you have a good one, man. All right, you too. Don't be a douchebag, bro.